Hello, my name is Charlie Grimes, and I'm the founder and the host of the Encouragers United podcast. My intent with this project is first and foremost to encourage the encouragers, those special people in this world who, because of their experiences and their personality, are relentlessly positive and enthusiastic about all areas of life. They show up on the Myers-Briggs Personality Index as ENFPs, they're Enneagram 7s, and Disc Profile Influencers. We are the Encouragers. We're gifted by God to see ways to exhort and build others up. We're often action-oriented, creative, extroverted, flexible, and we work hard. We find ourselves in leadership positions like teaching and coaching, pastoring and mentoring. Another goal of the podcast is to explain to the rest of the world how we think and why we react the way we do to stress and conflict. Through teaching, discussion, idea sharing, and personal interviews, I hope you'll gain new insight, learn to be patient with yourself and with others, and to grow more self-aware through this content. I would ask that if you see value in this effort, identify the most encouraging, positive person you know and let them know about me. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or my website, charlesrgrimes.com. It's a great day to be alive, so go make a difference today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Encouragers United podcast for this week. I'm excited to try something new here technology-wise. I've got a little double uh, dip going here. So I'm live on uh, YouTube and uh, I appreciate you viewing if you're looking in on this video, but I'm also uh, broadcasting to the podcast as well. And so I'll put that on the, pl on the podcast platform next week. So you here are watching on Friday and uh, you're a little ahead of the game because you're gonna get a sneak peek into what's gonna be released on Monday. But, uh, you know, I've got uh, a podcast going here for the last about year and a half, and I'm so excited that it is a mixture between content, uh, stuff that I would produce and, and be able to teach and, and talk about, but also some uh, interviews that I've done through uh, meeting new people and networking uh, and doing, you know, the, uh, doing the podcast interview kind of thing. Uh, but today is one of those days where I want to take a Friday afternoon and I actually am going to start a new series uh, called, I call it the All Around Leader Series. All Around Leaders. Uh, and I want to actually tap into some of my experience, share a little bit of my background with you. Uh, this, many of you may know, but I was a college athlete and a college coach and a college administrator. Uh, in, uh, that was a long time ago, of course, but uh, as an athlete, I was challenged by one of the greatest athletic challenges uh, in, in history. It is in the sport of track and field, an event called the decathlon. Uh, and so for those of you that may not know, the decathlon is actually a 10 event competition over the span of two days. Uh, and athletes tackle 10 different track and field events over the span of those two days. And they are graded uh, against a standardized scoring table. And so if you, you know, run a certain time or, uh, you know, attain a certain distance or height in your event, that corresponded to a score on the scoring table. And then obviously the event follows through the 10 events and the man or woman uh, with the most 
event points, the sum total at the end of 10 events, is deemed the greatest athlete uh, in the meet, the best all-around athlete. And there have been some magnificent, wonderful stories of historical decathletes uh, at the Olympic level, going all the way back to one of my favorites, obviously one of my heroes and an idol for my life that I've studied, and uh, the story of Jim Thorpe, of course, one of the first American uh, gold medal winners in 1912. He actually uh, won the decathlon in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, And uh, that story is so awesome for those of us that know it. The king of Sweden actually crowned or presented, uh, you know, Jim Thorpe with his event medal, the gold medal in the decathlon and said, you, sir, are the world's greatest athlete. And he sort of humbly in in his wonderful, you know, shy kind of demeanor said, thanks, king. That was it. That that was Jim Thorpe's response. Uh, But anyway, well-rounded, all-around athletes find themselves in the decathlon. It is a a test of your speed, your strength, your skill, your stamina. It just tests everything about you, mind, body, and soul over the two days. Uh, It's a wonderful challenge. It was something that taught me so much about life. Uh, The training is obviously generalized. You want to be the best you can be in all of these different areas like strength and speed and skill and stamina and endurance and, you know, all of those different events. And so what I'm going to kick off here today uh, is a leadership series that that I call the all-around leader, right? The all-around leader has to do a lot of different things in life, right? Uh, This is a very difficult job to be a leader. Um, You you might gain in one area and you're losing in another, right? You're, you're trying to get better in this a part of your life and your, your job or your leadership and you're losing in this area. Um, you know, one of the, another a great decathlete from history is a guy that is still alive named Daley Thompson. Uh, Daley Thompson is, is from Great Britain. He's a Brit, uh, a British decathlete uh, who won the Olympic decathlon in both 1980 and 1984. And he once said of running the decathlon, he said, running the decathlon is like having 10 girlfriends and you gotta love them all right and that's the way we used to feel but it's just like leadership you've got to be a the best all-around version of yourself and it would be nice for us if we could just have the luxury to be world-class in just one thing right um becoming the best at one thing would be awesome. And I know there's, you know, talk and research and, and you know, advice out there professionally that that's what we should shoot to do is to become world-class in just one thing. But that's not real life. Leadership is all about being a, a uh, you know, a mediator one day and a planner the next day and a strategist the next day. And, and, you know, you're constantly trying to react to all of these things coming at you. Um, Don't get me wrong. I surely appreciate those folks who can find their specialty, like an accountant or a musician or, you know, a sales and marketing person, or, you know, uh, perhaps they're in a trade like carpentry or bricklaying. And those folks are great. And, and they're, they become very skilled and they can become really really good at that one thing but I give them kudos but for the rest of us in life it's um, 
it's the day-to-day -day grind of finding all of those hats and all of those roles, uh, sometimes even all in one day. I remember my days as a university uh, faculty member, or a coach, uh, and even a, especially an administrator. Um, it's a job that I used to explain to people and joke that it was it was never the same day twice. It was awesome. You know, it was great. I was going here, there, everywhere. I, I on my campus even I there was a joke that people just saw me running all over campus all the time. I was running from here to there to there. I was a man on the go. Um, I was forced to make decisions. I was I was encouraging people. I was correcting people. I was listening to problems. I was suggesting solutions to those problems. I would sit in planning meetings. I'd go to review financial data. Um, you know, I had to take a phone call from an angry person, you know, who had complaints about something. I would serve on a campus or a, or a community committee. I had to go to the meeting and then I'd come back and help set up for an event, you know, a contest that was going to happen. And then I'd go to that event and help them run the event. And then I'd say goodbye to everybody. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I was collapsing into my bed right and I loved it it was great that's what real life is and that's the world that you and I live in you too are forced to in uh, to make a wide variety of decisions uh, things that you have to face all in one day you might be a teacher you might be a coach you might be a pastor uh, you might be serving people in in customer service you are constantly bombarded with issues and decisions and responsibilities and you know strategy and 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 executing your day it takes a wide variety of skills strength stamina and speed sometimes and well i'm just here to tell you that i see you and that i feel for you and i'm here to help you i want to encourage you today because as i've reflected on my past and the athletic experiences that i've had especially in the decathlon i've actually applied a lot of the lessons and those experiences from athletics into life into my professional life um, even now i'm working as a pastor and administrator and an organizer uh, at church i'm a coach i'm helping people to serve god in the in their giftedness the best way that they can and i find myself going back to the decathlon to that greatest challenge that I was faced, that I faced when I was 18 to 22, 23 years old. It was an awesome challenge for me back then, and it has taught me deep life lessons and lasting leadership lessons. And so here I am, I'm going to share them with you in this series. And today, we start the decathlon of leadership. You can can become an all-around leader by just studying these events and the lessons that I can share from these events. Well, I'm here to tell you, episode number one, the first event in the decathlon is the 100-meter sprint, right? Everybody loves the 100 meters. There is a wonderful attention around the, the Olympic Games, and you know, and I am one of uh, uh, you know, the first that will admit that I just so miss the fact that because of the coronavirus and the pandemic, we weren't able to have the Olympic Games this year. And what a tragedy for those athletes and the goodwill and the, the excitement and the, you know, the just the, the pageantry of the Olympic Games. I I'm a fan. I've always been a fan uh, and I always will be a fan. But the 100 meters is that premier event that everybody wants to see right it's human drag racing basically and you know eight eight people at a time they line up on the line and they take that stance and when the gun goes off the fastest person will get to that finish line and there are three key lessons that i used to employ uh, employ employ when i would run the 100 meters 
and three key factors that I think play out in our leadership as well. And so let me tell you, number one, to run the 100 meters well, you have to tune out all the other distractions and the noise. You have to step to that line if you're a 100 meter sprinter and you've got to focus, right? And the same thing goes in life. Life demands us to tune out the noise, to get rid of the distractions, and to focus on what's about to happen, right? And sometimes we can get so bombarded by all of this noise, by all of these distractions in life and interruptions and things that would happen that, you know, you got to learn to tune those things out. And there are times when you have to focus, right? You line up on the block and here's what I would do. I would go through a routine. Many sprinters actually go through a routine. They'll do a certain thing uh, the same way every single time they step to the line, right? They're going to stretch their legs out or they're gonna, they're gonna make a certain movement. They're gonna focus their mind. It takes a routine which then develops into a habit to focus and to drive all of those distractions out. Um, if you can create that routine, and that's what I used to then teach in my athletes, we do our practice, uh, you know, in the starting blocks, we would get into our blocks and do the exact same thing, the exact same way, every single time we get into the blocks. And then we would react at the sound of the gun in the same way with urgency and passion and enthusiasm because we were focused on what we were doing. Tune out the noise and pay attention to what you need to pay attention to. And in case of the sprint, it's the gun, right? That's starting. Because you start too early, you're sunk, right? You're disqualified. You start too late, you're never gonna catch up. So you've gotta focus and you've gotta tune out the distractions. You know what? Number two, after the, after the race starts, you gotta stay in your lane, okay? So you not only have to tune out the noise, but you gotta stay in your lane. You were actually disqualified if you ran outside your lane in the 100 meter sprint. You know, you can't get in somebody else's way, right? If you infringe upon the person next to you, they'll take, they kick you out of the race. So you need to stay in your lane, you need to know what your role is, and you perform to the best of your ability in the lane that you've been given, okay? And sometimes, you know, when I was working and even today, I need to ask myself that question. I need to say, what is my role in this meeting? What is my role in this relationship? What is my responsibility? And let me make sure that I'm doing that. Now, I don't need to be looking to the side here or there, worrying about this person or that person. Let that person take care of their lane and you take care of your lane you know sometimes for me it's just to listen because i'm too quick to jump in and try to solve somebody's problem well that may not be my role i'm going to listen i'm going to do what i'm called to do at that moment at that moment i'm going to do what i'm called to do if you act out of your lane you're trying to do something that you're not called to do then that's going to get you into a lot of trouble and the third lesson Okay, so we not only have to tune out the noise, eliminate the distractions, and stay in our lane. Number three is really easy. Don't ever look back, right? When you're running the 100 meters, there's no reason to turn around and look where you've been. There is absolutely no reason, right? Because in the 100 meters, you do not have time to mess around, right? I, it, it reminds me of a wonderful verse that the Lord Jesus stated, and he was teaching uh, in, in, you know, in, in the gospel stories, but in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, 
He says, then Jesus declared, no one puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. No one who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And that's a lot the way the 100 meters was. If you're going to set your hand and set your mind to get down that track as fast as you can, there's no reason to look behind. And how that applies for me is that once we've made a decision to move forward in leadership, we cannot doubt ourselves, right? We cannot uh, have that that tinge of, of, of self, uh, you know, uh, self-doubt that says, oh, did I actually do this right? No, man, if you're in the 100 meters, we're going. We made the decision. We're going we're gonna to sprint to the finish and we're going to execute in our lane with no distractions 100%, 100% of the time. That's what the 100 meters is all about. It's about passion. And, you know, it's about, you know, following through with what we started right? There's the, the, there's the, the lesson of the 100 meters, right? Follow through, focus, and eliminate the distractions. Execute with confidence, courage, and with passion. The 100 meters is always the glamorous and the one of the fan favorites, right, in the Olympic Games. Even in the ancient Olympic Games, it was the most celebrated event and the most celebrated event that got the wreath on their head for being the winner of what was called the Stade competition. The Stade, a simple sprint across the entire stadium floor, the Stade. And so you're in a leadership role. I'm in a leadership role. You have to wear many hats, sometimes all of them every day. And the 100 meters is the metaphorical start to our journey here and our challenge. Remember these key lessons. Block out the noise, stay in your lane, and don't ever look back. This is going to be a great series. I hope that you'll tune in and feel free to share it with someone who might be wearing a lot of hats in their life and the lessons and the encouragement that I might be able to give would be helpful to them. I wish you the very best in this journey. I'll see you in the next episodes as we tackle the other nine events and all of the lessons learned in the uh, in the greatest and what I believe history's greatest athletic challenge, the decathlon. Thanks for tuning in today to the episode, and we'll see you next time on the Encouragers United podcast. Thanks for listening. The Encouragers United podcast is only a part of the ministry I'm developing with high-energy, positive-minded encouragers like you. We have several other resources for you. I would love for you to join our Facebook group, Encouragers United, for discussion, idea sharing, and testimonies. I also host a Facebook Live each week. It's called Tuesday Tea with Charlie G. We spend just 15 minutes together over a cup of tea or coffee. I'll share some laughs, thoughts to hopefully inspire you, and perhaps some teaching and resources you can use to make your life better. I also host a web blog, with helpful written information, resource links, and an occasional video. Feel free to check that out at charlesrgrimes.com. Please subscribe, like, and share my work with those that you feel could benefit. I want you to grow and mature in your encouragement gifts. Join the community. We're in this thing together.